Tuesday night empowering mindset call. Good evening, Akina. How are you tonight? I am great, Jessica. It is a wonderful day. How about you? I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. Excuse me, I guess. I just need to... Okay, there we go. Take care of a quick technical issue. So I am manning the computer tonight. Akina has given me the privilege of manning the um, our switchboard. So usually Akina is doing that. So I'm in my learning process of how to do that. So we've been changing things up at Changing Minds Online. And we are excited about talking about change tonight. Change is something that I've been thinking a lot about myself. And change is something that is played such a huge part of our lives, really, um, Akina and my life, uh, personally, professionally, as far as changing minds of mine is concerned, we, we had a lot of change go on in the new year. And it's been really um, a big part of my meditation, of really what I've been thinking about lately. And a lot of people have asked me this question lately, is what did it take to change your life so much? And coming up to the Coming close to the one-year anniversary of having moved to New Jersey to quit my job, to be a full-time entrepreneur, and it's really just been on my heart to share what I believe it takes to really have the courage to change your life. And Akina as well has had some big changes in her life. She's moved as well. And really, uh, we're we're just kind of thinking about that. So we wanted to share with you guys tonight, um, this is our Empowering Mindset series. So if you're tuning in, for the first time, our Empowering Mindset series is where we really talk about the mindset required to take your life to the next level. So obviously, right, change is important to us because Changing Minds Online is right in our name. So, Akina, without any further ado, let's talk tonight about having the courage to really change your life. Now, one of the things that you hear often is that change takes place outside of your comfort zone, right? Or growth takes place outside of your comfort zone. And I wanted to really talk about that. Everyone who's calling in and anyone who's listening to this call, I guarantee you there's something in your life you want to change. You wouldn't be listening to a call called Changing Minds Online if you weren't trying to change something. That's just the reality, right? So maybe it is health. Maybe it's your finances, Maybe it's a career, maybe it's business, maybe it's your relationship. Whatever it is for you, you want to create a change. See, here's the difficulty, is that a lot of times, and, and this is a, an amazing quote, um, and you know, I've heard it said many times that you know, people see the glory and they don't know the story, right? That it's the idea that you want to you look at other people and say, okay, I want to have what they have. But in order to have that, you really need to change your life. And you are the sum of your habits. You know, whatever decisions you've made, whatever habits you have, that's what you've created so far. So that's where you are tonight. And we really wanted to just talk about what it's going to take to create an entire new mindset and create an entire new life and to create an entire new result in your life. And really what that means in terms of what is required and really what it's going to feel like. Now, Akina, would you agree, and based upon the changes that you've made in your life, that change is often very, very uncomfortable? 
Oh, yes, yes, sir. Most definitely. You know, change, if you don't change, then, of course, you know, you become stagnant. That's what I've always said. You know, change stretches us. You know, changes may not be comfortable all the time, but it is necessary because we need to stretch. We need to grow. We need to be able to make those decisions and make those and get those skills needed. If we didn't have situations and if we didn't stretch, then we wouldn't become that person. We would stay the same person that we are. And believe it or not, you know, that's not always good. You know, we always have to develop. We always have to grow. We always have to uh, move into that next level so that we can manifest the things that were truly uh, meant for us. Does that make sense, Jessica? Yeah, absolutely. You know, from my experience, and it's a sharing a funny story, so I take this class, and I've done this course many times, and I recommended it to a friend. And when, uh, you know, when the course the first week happened, the second week happened, she called me, and she was very, very angry. And she says, I hate this course. And I said, well, you hate this course. I said, why why do you hate the course? And she said, well, I hate it because all the teacher is trying to do, she says, that she's just trying to tell me I need to change my habits. And all I want to know is how to make money. I'm not interested in changing my habits. And I said to her, I said, well, you know, if, if, the habits that you have now are creating that level of income that you have now. I said, how do you expect to create a different level of income unless you change your habits? She said, yeah, but changing your habits, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. And I said, I know, but it's what's required. And Akina said the same thing, right? So the bottom line is that our brains are neurologically wired to keep us where we are. So my background, my background as far as my master's degree, one of my, in my graduate studies, is in psychology. And one of the things I've learned is that we have this part of our brain called our reticular activating system. And what it does is it keeps us where we are. We are neurologically, neurologically wired to filter out information in our environment and to have these beliefs about ourselves to keep us where we are. Our bodies don't change. Our brains don't like change. We're just, we're, you know, we're wired to keep us safe. And change, you know, it seems as dangerous because change is unknown. Change may be better, it may be worse, but we don't really know. And so our nature, our biological nature is to resist it. And so when we decide, and and it's really making a choice, and it's being intentional, that there's some part of our life that we want to change, what we're doing is we're, we're going against the nature of how our bodies are wired. And, I, you know, it's almost like it's, it's kind of silly, but I have, yeah, I work, I work with students on the autism spectrum, and I had this boy I was working with today, and he had this Thomas the Tank Engine, this little tiny, you know, toy train, and it goes all on its own. You turn it on, and it goes around the track. And he had decided he wanted to push it backwards, but the wheels were spinning forward. And you heard this, like, this horrible sound. I mean, poor little Thomas's wheels were, were not happy. And I said, this is exactly what our bodies, our brains are going through when we are changing as well. We're fighting the urge where our body wants to move in one direction, pulling us backwards, and we want to go forward. So kind of the opposite of the Thomas analogy, right? But our brains are pulling us back. Our bodies are pulling us back. We feel uncomfortable. Our adrenals are going, and 
we feel anxiety and we and, and sometimes it hurts, sometimes we make decisions we're going against cravings our body has, especially if you want to change your health, your body might be craving some food that you've been eating that's not great for you. And you're feeling that pain of resisting your nature. And so that takes a lot of courage. And that's what we really wanted to talk most about. Because most people, most people who decide to change their life, they never really do. They they have a good intent and they make the decision and they take responsibility, which is really important. They begin to learn the new habits. But when it gets tough, when they start to feel that, that pain of resisting the change, they give up. And the sad part about it is that when you start to feel that resistance, that's when you actually know you're really close to having your breakthrough. You're really close to creating and experiencing that meaningful change in your life. Right? That's what that is. That's what that pain is. It's our bodies pulling us back because we're really close to breaking through. And that's when most people give up. So what we want to do tonight is just share some of the tips and strategies that we've used over the course of changing our lives. And we both changed our lives in a very meaningful way. So we are more than qualified to talk about this. You know, but really what we've done in order to really create that change for ourselves. And we think that it's going to benefit everyone from listening to this call. So please get out a pen, get out a paper, write these tips down. If you're not driving or exercising and listening to this in podcast mode, write these tips down because I I know that they're going to really help you and support you in your process of changing your life. So, Akina, you know, what do you do when you, you, you know that something that you want to do, something that's required, in, in really taking your life and elevating your life, but you feel anxiety. Can you give some examples about times you've recently, you know, been on that quest to change your life and where other, you know, you felt that pullback? That's a very good question, Jessica. That's a very good question. You know, there comes a time in your life where you've been doing one thing for a really long time, and all of a sudden, that feeling of satisfaction that you used to get may not be there anymore. And what that means is that you're growing, that you're expanding, that your mind is ready to uh, get more clarity, more, uh, more, you know, more skills in that area, per se, okay? And because of this, uh areas. And one, I recently hit that crossroads in my life. And I had to start thinking, okay, now what am I going to do? You know, I love education. I will be an educator till I die. But now I want to expand on how I use education, how I uh, grow in my educational field. So how did I do that? First, I started putting down the pros and cons to what I do right now. First off, you need to know what you like and what you don't like. You need to realize, figure out what you used to like that you don't like anymore. That's all part of growth. Knowing where you are at the beginning is the first step. You have to know where you are. Once you have written down this list, you see where you are. Next thing is to make a list of the things that you will have when you get where you're going. Because in order to make an effective plan of change, you need to know where you're going. 
you know, a lot of people just so happen to go willy-nilly and decide to be real spontaneous, but that's not my flow. So <laughs> I had to have a plan of where I was going to go. In mind, there's going to be some areas and there's going to be some times when you have to be flexible when you uh, when the spontaneity is going to come into play. But if you have a foundation, which is your plan, then you will be able to deal with those types of situations as they come without much uh, change to the plan, if that makes sense. So once I decided where I wanted to go, then I started breaking it down into steps. What is it that I need to have to get where I'm going? Um, who do I need to talk to to get to where I'm going? Uh, are there different places I need to go to get to where I'm going? All of these things, I need to make a resource list. I need to know what I need to acquire in order to make this shit happen, to make this change move. Once I realized and I had my resource list together, then I went into different plans of action. I always have an A, B, and C plan. That way, if something happens, then I always have a fallback, and then a fallback to the fallback, if that makes sense. But I always keep some spontaneity in these fallbacks so or contingency plans, however you want to call them, so that I know what is really going on, you know, because life happens. Obstacles happen to be ready for whatever comes, and that is going to be included in whatever change you make. And then finally... You have to be dedicated to the change. You can say it all day. You can plan it all day. But if you're not ready to put these changes and plans into action, then you're really just a waste of time because the plan, the change, is all about the action. Because if you're not invested in yourself and invested in this change, then it's not going to go well and it's not going to be comfortable. So those are some of the steps that I used when I was making my changes. And, you know, each time I celebrate the milestone, that's very, very important because a lot of times so we have to be able to look back and say, wow, this is where I've come from. Let's celebrate that. You know, uh, I may hit a milestone today. Let's celebrate that. You know, I'm this close to getting to the ultimate goal. Let's celebrate that. Make this a happy transition. Make this as uh as peaceful and as calming and as soothing as possible because change is already stressful. It's up there on those wonderful stress lists. It's high up there. So you want to make sure that it's calming and as peaceful as possible. So that's why you want to celebrate these changes because you know what? Celebrating uh, you moving into your next level. You're celebrating your productiveness. So all of these things, deserve to be celebrated. What are your thoughts on that, Jess? Yeah, I love that. And I like how you talk about breaking it down into simple steps. See, here's the thing about doing that is in, in you, when you're breaking things down into simple steps and you're constantly moving towards their direction you want to change, what you do is you wind up creating inertia. So what that means is that an object in motion it continues to stay in motion because it's easier to move in, in the direction it's already going than to move back. 
So if you commit to changing by your life, by creating small habits and doing small things daily and building upon that daily, you wind up moving and shifting in the direction of that change. And you get, you know, in behavior terms, and I'm a behavior analyst, I said that earlier on the call, but, you know, we study behavior. It's called, behavior, it's called behavioral momentum. The idea that you're building up um, the behavior, you're starting off on easier things, and you just get this momentum where you keep going towards more difficult things and, and really like changing your life. And it's a really phenomenal way to start to really um, do that. So one of the things that happened to me this week, which is really um, amazing, and, I, I, and I'm excited about it. Um, honestly, I'm proud of myself, and I'm proud to be part of this, this new um, group that I'm in. So I am with a network marketing company. We often don't say what it is on the call, and I'm actually going to say what it is tonight. And so some of you have been wondering for a long time. But, you know, I am part of this network marketing company called Isogenics, and it's a health and wellness company. You know, for me, um, that was huge, and it's really it was really a big deal for me to change my life. When I started on my journey of changing my life, my initial reason for doing so was that I was really required to change my house. I had gotten to a point, and I was born with these nerve issues, and I've talked about it before, but I had really become complacent, and I was in a flare-up of a lot of the symptoms, you know, and I had just kind of given up. So I started to really use alcohol and prescription painkillers in order to get rid of the symptoms or mask the symptoms, and I started to eat very unhealthy, mostly because I was really under the influence of the painkillers or the alcohol and I was really feeling poorly. And, and I used to, um, it, it's, it, I say this, and many of you know me as this athlete, as this runner on my quest to complete 30 marathons by 30. And, you know, and those of you who might have just heard of me from this podcast, you may not know my story. You know, you may not have heard it before. You might have not have known that just three years ago I was overweight, I was unhealthy, I was sitting on my couch wondering if, my story was going to end this way. There wasn't something more to life. And I had no zest for life. I didn't, you know, want to go out. I didn't want to run. And it really was very different for me back then. And it was really about changing. I, I just said, I said, I can't have my story end this way. There has to be something more. There has to be something better. And I knew I needed to create that change. And, um, you know, now I'm in, considered an elite athlete. And, I do a lot of phenomenal runs. I'm running the New Jersey State Championships this year for for marathons, and I just got onto Team Isogenics, which is a group of elite athletes in the company where they sponsor you and endorse you as an elite athlete. And um, on this team or this really this club, with, with, there's very few people in it in terms of they don't take a lot of people in. So it's an honor to be part of it, and I really I'm very grateful and very honored. But you know, part of these this this group of people is Olympic um, Olympic medal winners and, and professional athletes, professional NFL players. And it's amazing that I'm, I look at my life and say, how did I go from overweight, you know, addicted to narcotic painkillers and, and just, you know, drinking and consuming wine um, by the bottle every night and on my couch feeling like crap every single day you know, to, to doing this. And I said, hey, I was just looking at it, and that's what I'm talking about change a lot this week. I said, how did I do it? Because if I could change my life that so that much, there's something so powerful that I have to share. Right? And, and I believe that a lot of it had to do with um, these physical habits, of changing my nutrition, of getting up early, 
of learning to be organized, but a lot of it also had to do with that mental perception. You know, I often joke, and I've said this before in this podcast, but prior to really starting to run and starting to change my life, the only place I had ever run before was probably from the couch to the bathroom in college after drinking. But it's really the truth. And when I look about, you know, what it is that why I was able to create my change and why I look at people who really, really, really want to change and they make that choice and they just don't want to doing it, what I learned is really two things. That people who um, want to change their lives and they make that choice and they start on that journey, but they don't, they don't for one of two reasons. Either they're afraid of failing or they're afraid of succeeding. And that may seem really silly, right? You may say, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. One hand, you're telling me I'm afraid of failure. One hand, you're telling me I'm afraid of success. Well, which is it? And the answer is it, it depends. It depends on each person. And I can share examples of this. So, you know, for me, the fear of failure, right? And that's why most people, I think, don't actually get started on things. They think, like, well, what if I can't do it, right? Well, what if I try? It's just going to reinforce those bad beliefs I have about myself. You know, what if I try those products and I, I, what if they don't work for me? And then I'm just going to feel even worse than I did now or, you know, okay, so I hear that, you know, you can maybe make money online and, but, you know, that's just for, like, people who have no life and that's just for people who aren't like me. They're computer people. Um, they're not me. They're millionaires. And, and you have to have money to make money online. It's absolutely true. Well, I, can, I can tell you, you can make money online. We're doing it. You know, and so you might have these stories and, and what you're really doing is you're justifying why you're not actually in action. And you're doing that because you're ego. You know, on a physical terms, you're, it's called your reticular activating system. It's, it's sending you these signals. It's bringing up these thoughts so you don't actually do it because it's comfortable. It's comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Because they say, like, what's that saying? The, you know, the evil you know is better than the evil you don't, right? So that's kind of what your brain is wired to think. So that's where a lot of people get caught up. And so they never, ever take action. And then there's a group of people who are actually afraid of success. Now, I swore up, down, left, right that I was not in this group. I said, nope, not me. That's absolutely ridiculous. I I don't even know who would be afraid of success. I want success. I mean, I do. I want to have it all. And I I am going to have it all. And I I do. I'm like, I I can't believe who would be afraid of success, right? Interesting. So I'm going to share this funny story about really someone I spoke to recently and then I'm going to share a little bit about how it played out in my life and how I realized it to a degree that I fall into this category as well. But here's first kind of an extreme example. So I went to see a friend last week, and I hadn't seen this person in many, many years, but I had connected with this person online and they had been following me, and they decided they wanted to start a nutrition program that I was doing. She had said, you know what, I just have gotten older and I've been weed and I have no energy. They think I might have this autoimmune disease and this is and that, and I just want to try and get out of it. I said, okay, so let's start you on a program. So I put her on a cleanse. It's a cellular cleanse, and she was feeling great, right? She said, okay, I have all this energy, and I feel wonderful. I've lost, you know, five pounds in the first two weeks, and then I just, she stopped calling me. Oh, that's strange. And I, I messaged her back and said, look, I'm still here to support you. She didn't return any my phone calls. And I said, all right, well, it is what it is. You know, maybe she doesn't like it. She doesn't want to do it. I don't know what, what's going on with her. Maybe... 
she has something personal going on. So I just let it go. And so a couple, you know, months later, um, I messaged her and I said, hey, let's like get together. So enough, you know, we didn't, I didn't talk anything about the network marketing company. So I went there and, you know, we had a great night. We were spending the evening together. And then as evening was coming to a close, I said to her, I said, look, I have to ask you. I said, you know, I had spoken to you and you said you were getting these really, really great results <clears throat> from the program. And then you just stopped using it. Like, why would you stop using it if you were getting great results? And she looked at me and she said, well, the thing about it is I didn't want to eat any of the, like, yucky foods I was eating. She's like, I wasn't craving sweets. I wasn't craving potato chips. She's like, I wasn't craving takeout. She's like, all I wanted to do was eat healthy food. And she's like, and I was losing weight. And she's like, I realized I, I just had to stop. I said, you had to stop. I said, that doesn't make any sense. You're you're telling me like you were no longer craving unhealthy foods, that your body changed physically and wanted to be healthy, and that you like, that's bad? And she's like, yeah, I figured it can't be normal if it's changing my body. And I just started to laugh. I said, okay, well, she wasn't really ready, right? She actually didn't want to change. She said I wanted to change, but she didn't. And so when she started to change, she felt the pain of the change, and she went back to the way she was, and she just stopped using the product. And I said, okay, well, you know, I can't help you there, girl. I said, like, the products were working. If you weren't, you know, you didn't really want to change, well, I'm sorry they worked. I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm sorry that the products worked. You weren't really ready for them. And I went and I really thought about it, and I said, okay, well, you know, where does this show up for me? Where am I actually afraid of, you know, being successful. And I realize that for me where it shows up is that I tend to just, or excuse me, I tend to find value in myself, in my ability to overcome. That's where I tend to find the most value into myself. You know, one of the things I'm most proud of is how resilient and how strong I am. But the difficulty in that is that in order to really, really find value in myself, I wind up requiring to attract circumstances that require me to overcome them. And I realized, I said, okay, you know what? Like, that's not great. That's not a great way to be. That's not a great way to live. So in, in many ways, you know, in that way, I was afraid of success, and I wasn't aware of it, but I was. And I'm talking about that because I want to invite you to take a look at where that shows up in your life. And if maybe there's some way that just like me that you're really creating, you want to create that change, but you're sending that mixed signal that says, I want it, but I really, really want it. You know, or I want it, but I'm kind of afraid of it. Or I want it, but I don't think I can really handle it. And I want you to just invite, I just want to invite you to really go into that meditation tonight, to really go into that time of reflection and to really think, you know, what, is it going to require for me to change? Am I willing to pay that price? You know, as we come to a close on our show tonight, we're just a couple minutes left. I know it's, you know, I'm going to ask you to really give our audience a takeaway. But, you know, that's what I want to leave everyone with tonight, is that what is it going to require in terms of learning new habits, learning new skills, and giving up old habits, right, to really change your life? And are you really willing to pay that price? Do you have the courage to really to really make that change real. But, Tina, what do you want to leave our audience with tonight before we close our show? Well, you know, Jessica, I want to say that that was definitely a powerful story. You know, a lot of times we do sabotage ourselves. A lot of times we are the roadblock from our change. And, you know, 
And when we're evaluating our change, we have to put that into perspective. Are we ready? Are we ready to make the change? You know, sometimes what we want or what we need may not be what our mind is ready for. And we have to keep that into consideration. So that was definitely, definitely a good point, Jessica. But, you know, if someone uh, resonated with what we said tonight, they could definitely find us on changingmindsonline.com, and they could also find us on iTunes, Tuned In, Stitcher, and, of course, our YouTube channel because there are so many different resources there that could help them with their change. What 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 do you think about that, Jessica? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, please um, please check it out. So is there anything you want to add to Kenan before we close down tonight? I think I've said everything I wanted to cover. Are you there, Kenan? Yes, I'm here. Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. I, I uh, My phone had blocked out for a second. I had lost you. No, I just wanted to, you know, um, really end our call on that note and just, you know, I always just end our call the same way and let our audience know that I'm really grateful for you. And, you know, as Akeen and I have been going through this process together of really changing our lives, we are um, just so grateful for everyone who's been part of our journey and who's followed us, who's really, really helped us to create that change and really have looked to us and we love you guys so much. And, Akina, I love you. I don't really say that on air enough, but, um, you know, I'm so grateful for you and that we are in this process of changing our lives together. And I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. And I know that we both are on our pathway to create really magnificent things. And, you know, I, I want to take as many people there as we can. So please, guys, you know, tune in, tune into what we're doing. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on, you know, wherever we are. Akina knows more about that because she does, you know, if you guys are connecting with on social media, you can thank Akina for that because I don't even know how to get into my Twitter account. Akina does that all for me, so I'm so grateful for that. But, um, you know, on that note, guys, we just we love you so much, and we really want to be here to help you really um, change your mindset and change your life. So have a great night, everyone. We'll be here on our Empowering Women series on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And anything else I forgot, Akina, before uh, we close? Excuse me, it's 8 p.m., right? 8 p.m. Eastern Time, our Empowering Women series, yes. Anything else? Uh, No, you covered everything. Thank you so much, Jessica. And, you know, I'm glad to be on this journey with you as well. All right, everyone. Well, good night. God bless. And make it a really powerful week until we're with you on on Thursday in just two short days. So we're excited to be back with you then. Have a great night, everybody. Good night, everyone.